Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be sharing helpful tips to complete your tax return in 2020. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But now for this podcast and for you to get accurate information on this all-important topic, I'm chatting with Karen Folk from the ATO. Now, before I let Karen come in and, and chat to us, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Karen is an assistant commissioner at the ATO, and part of her role is to work with media and communications to help get the message out to people about what they need to know at tax time. She's here today to help demystify your tax returns um, and help you with what you need to know to complete it. In her spare time, and I shouldn't think she has very much um, at this time of year, Karen likes girls' weekends of bike packing, which you may well ask is basically camping on a mountain bike. So good fun, I'm sure. Uh, Karen is also an auntie to 12 nephews and nieces, and that number is soon to be 13. And that makes the mind boggle when it comes to Christmas lists and family gatherings. Wondering how you have any time left with all of this to talk to me, Karen, but I'm so grateful that you're here. Welcome to the Beanstalk podcast. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Looking forward to it. Great. Well, look, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and answering the most asked questions from single mums this tax time. We have lots of lovely ladies whose circumstances have changed this year due to a split, and they have the added complication of COVID-19. 2020, it's been a year like no other. How are you finding it, Karen? Oh, gosh, it, it is a year like no other, isn't it? So, um... I think almost everybody's circumstances have changed in one way or another this year. So for me, I'm working at home a lot, um, which I do love the convenience of, but it's forced us to sort of learn different ways of working. So I've got team members all over the country. So we try and connect in on video calls and um, that's been really interesting. But to also m my mum and dad are in... Queensland and I'm in New South Wales so I'm quite looking forward to when I might get to see them again because it's been a little bit too long. Absolutely and I can completely understand that because my dad who's in his 80s is in the UK and in fact my, my, myself mm. and my girls are meant to be back there on holiday at the moment uh, but it was obviously cancelled and there is a wonder of when we will ever get back but we were just saying earlier before we started recording that COVID-19 has impacted everybody in some way. And I think we will just have to be grateful that we're safe and we're healthy um, at this stage. But look, Absolutely. tax this year is a little bit complicated, a little bit more complicated, shall I say, to usual. Um, so let's get stuck into the questions I've got for you um, and really try and answer some of the complications around lodging ta a tax return in general as well as lodging a tax return in 2020 and mid-COVID-19. Uh, my first mm. question for you um, and one which has come up quite a lot is what are the options this year 
for people needing to lodge a tax return? So maybe firstly, it's worth touching on that not everybody does need to lodge a tax return. So if you're not sure if you need to lodge or not, we do have a helpful tool on the ATO website. But if you just Google ATO, I need to lodge, you'll get to the right page to be able to work through that tool. Basically, if you've had any employment income and you've had taken, you've had tax taken out of that, then you're going to need to lodge. But I'm conscious not everybody has to tackle that. So if you're not sure, probably best to start with that so you can rule it out if you don't need to do it. If you do need to lodge a return, then there's two main ways that people lodge in Australia. And the first one is people can do their own return using MyTax. So that's a free online lodgement that the ATO provides. And you do that by linking your MyGov account to the ATO. And then you log on to MyGov, go through to the ATO, and you can click through to begin lodging your return. Now, if you do it that way, we do actually automatically include a whole bunch of information in your returns for you. So we'll include things like information from your employer, from banks, private health insurance if you have some, uh, payments from Services Australia or Centrelink. Uh, and look, that information's normally ready by the end of July. So if you're doing your own return and you want to make it a bit easier, that's a bit of a tip to wait until the end of July before you lodge. And look, the other main way people lodge is through a registered tax agent. So if you've got complex affairs or if after this podcast the journey still sounds quite a bit scary to you, then there are a lot of tax agents that can help you get your tax sorted. Mm. And so what would you constitute as complicated tax? Would it be if somebody's perhaps got a bit of a sideline business or they've perhaps changed jobs throughout the year or something like that? Um, I mean, if some if somebody's just got one job that they've been working all year, that would be fairly straightforward and something that you could use in my tax um, tool for. What would be com- more complicated and you perhaps advise people to get some support with that? It really does depend how confident people feel. So you can even do your own return using my tax if you've got rental properties or you're running a little business or what have you. You can still do your own. Oh, okay. But it's when you're not really feeling confident with, oh, I'm not sure what I have to count as income or what mm. I can claim as deductions or what you need to do. You know, if you if you're not feeling on top of it then a tax agent is a good option yeah okay and um i love your tip thank you for um saying hang hang off on on doing it until the roughly the end of july because a lot of it will be actually done for you already and so a lot of your questions will be um answered i've had a number of people putting questions on our forums saying, um, do I include this? Do I include that? Or is it automatically added? So yeah, maybe just, I could say maybe wait until the end of July and those bits should, should show up on there. Now for the people who don't want to wait to the end of July, do they need to manually add that information? They just need to check if it's there. So a lot of information okay. comes in throughout July. Okay. So it might already be there for you, uh, but just check. And if it's not, then you add it in. 
Perfect. Okay. That sounds straightforward enough. Thank you. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my head around that one. Um, so my next question for you, Karen, is what are the tax implications for people who have received the job seeker or the job keeper payments? Mm, question. So, and look on that last one too, we, we do understand a lot of people will be wanting their refunds quickly if they are expecting it this year. So um, if that's you and you're wanting to get in and lodge early, you can do that. Just double check that all the info is in there, of course. Yes. Um, look, in relation to Job Seeker, mm -hmm. that uh, does need to be included in the return. It is now included for 2020 returns already. Uh, so if you haven't lodged already, when you go in there, we'll have that in there for you at the Australian Government Payments and Allowances question. Great. So we will have taken care of that for you. In terms of job keeper, if you're getting job keeper as an employee, you don't need to do anything different. So what will happen is your employer will include it in your income statement and then that information gets sent straight through to the ATO and we'll pop it in your return for you. It might not be shown separately. It might just be lumped in with your salary and wages or it might be shown as a separate allowance. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's really important for your mums who might be running a business is if you've received JobKeeper as a sole trader, you do need to add it into your business income. That won't happen automatically at our end. Okay. All right. Brilliant handy tip there. So if you're a sole trader, you're definitely going to have to add in your job keeper. If you're a PTY limited or something else, it could well already be, in, well, it will be included in there already, but it might be put in with the rest of the money that you've received. Um, so, right. may, so maybe just just yeah, just check that one with the job keeper. That one's slightly more complicated than the job seeker. But thank you, can I just say, for adding these things in for us because it does make life so much easier. Um, and I can't tell you how many questions have come up about should I be adding this? Shouldn't I be adding this? Yes, most of those things are going to be added by the sounds of it. So maybe just um, yeah, if it was me doing my own and I don't do my own because I've got a business and I'm terrible with figures, I know I'd be wait, holding off a little bit and um, just waiting for bits to be added automatically. It would make it much easier to work through. Um, but not everybody has number dyslexia like me. Um, as soon as you put figures in front of me, I'm completely lost. My poor accountant um, <laughs> has to talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. I can almost hear him sigh when he opens one of my emails. Um, but look, me... <laughs> but not all of us can run a podcast, mate. Well, that's so we, we, we've all yeah. got different I, skills in life, don't we? <laughs> we do. Yeah, we have to play to our skills. I, I like to say I'm a words person and not a number person person <laughs> um, but look so what about the people who have had to work from home recently we've just been talking about working from home and how it's become the new normal for a lot of us um, is there anything special that the workers from home need to know when they're doing their tax return yeah look we know there's millions of people working from home and lots of people wouldn't have had to tackle this before so we've developed a really easy way for people to calculate their working from home expenses this year. So it's called the shortcut method and it's simply 80 cents per hour that you've worked from home from the 1st of March 
through to the end of June. So all you need to do is keep a record of the number of hours you've worked from home and you simply claim that 80 cents per hour. Now that rate is developed in a way that takes into account all sorts of costs like electricity, depreciation on office furniture and laptops, phone and internet and stationary expenses. So it's all inclusive. So if you use that shortcut method of 80 cents per hour, you don't claim any other working from home expenses on top of that. And we've had a lot of questions actually about where to claim this in your tax return. So it goes at the other work-related expenses question. And we're just asking people to include COVID hourly rate in the description. And um, I'm sure that's not something that any of us predicted we would be writing on our tax returns no. when we look back. But well, there you go. That's how you claim we never that. never heard of the word COVID, had we? Um, no, that's right. Right. So, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and look, that, that method will work for most people and we've developed it to be really easy and we think it's fair. Um, but there will be some people who have really large expenses that, that may want to investigate claiming under one of two other methods, the, the methods that already existed before COVID. They're called the fixed rate or the actual expenses method. And look, I won't go into the detail on those because it does get quite technical. But what I would say is if you've had really big expenses and you think that's you, then either have a look on the ATO website. We've got some great guidance there. Follow that guidance carefully or talk to your tax agent if you use one. And I say that because this is an area where people really do make a lot of mistakes and that's why we've developed the 80 cents per hour shortcut because we know it's tricky and we just want to make it easy for people this year. Yeah, so really, I guess to summarise what you've just said is that if you're just temporarily working from home, um, the, the new method, the 80 cents method, is probably the best way to go. Maybe if it's going to be something more permanent or your costs have been particularly high, then it would be more practical to look at the fixed rate method um, and go through um, an accountant to, to get that done. Um, but thank you for um, creating such an easy way to do it with the 80 cents method. And it's interesting just chatting to you, Karen, because somehow when people are doing their tax returns and I, I'm the same, I always feel, oh goodness, why do they have to make it so complicated? <laughs> but, but talking to you, I can clearly see that you are trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, and it's just yeah. a matter of knowing and understanding what you have to do, which is what we're trying to help people with today. Yeah, so, look, um, yeah. tax can be a bit, tax can be a bit tricky. And we're really looking this year at, gosh, if you're using one of these existing methods and you're trying to work out how much of your internet bill you could claim, for example, that gets really difficult when you've got, you know, mums working from home, you might have a couple of kids doing homeschooling, you might be, uh, your Netflix bill might have, you know, gone up a bit, your internet for that might have gone up a bit because you're all in lockdown. How on earth do you work out how much internet you use for work can be quite tricky. So we thought we'd better make it a bit easier. 
Yeah, and it's a super easy way to do it, just tracking those hours and timesing it by 80 cents. Um, perfect. And uh, yeah, I, and I, I'm, I'm hoping somebody asks me this question so I can tell them the answer and look all knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, um, my next question for you, how does Services Australia end of year balancing work um, and what do we need to do with regards to it? Mm, so there are a few services Australia payments, things like family tax benefit or childcare subsidy, that through the year they're based on an estimate of your income that you give services Australia. And so what happens with those types of payments is at the end of the year, when you lodge your tax return, we send that information over to Services Australia and then they do sort of a, a balancing adjustment. You know, it, they'll either pay you an amount extra or they'll ask you to repay an amount. Now, now these days, I think things have moved forward quite a bit and there's a fair bit of um, people know to under... Uh, to um, overestimate yeah. their yes. income, yeah, so they underestimate their income rather so that they don't end up in the bill position. And also Services Australia factor in a little bit of a buffer for people as well. So um, hopefully these days it's a much sc less scary prospect than it was in the past and maybe it'll result in a little refund for your listeners. But that's basically what happens is you just need to lodge your tax return and also if you do have a partner they need to lodge theirs too because okay. the the family tax benefit system and the like is based on family income so they need both tax returns in in order to do that balancing process mm, okay and how long is there a, are you able to tell me if uh, the time um, taken between lodge and balancing or is it just different depending on when you do it and how many people are putting theirs in at that time? It does depend on the circumstances and the time of year. So it can be quite quick or uh, it could take a little longer. Sorry, I know that's not a very helpful No, answer. no. I, <laughs> when I was asking the question, I thought this probably isn't really a fair question. <laughs> but it just came <laughs> off the end of my tongue. <laughs> but... Um, no, so I, I, when you say sort of depending on the time of year, obviously around about now is obviously a fairly busy time. But I guess the thing is, mm. is the sooner you lodge, the sooner, sooner the balancing will be done. Um, and That's right. You know, and, and I do it. And as, you, as you've already mentioned, um, you know, overestimating uh, or sorry, underestimating um, is, is better or overestimating is better because you want to be over to, overestimating because you want to end up hopefully possibly with the nice surprise of a refund and you certainly don't want one to debt um okay that's great that's certain that's something that really helps as well the way that balancing is done for us um so again mm. thank you thank you for doing that um look and i no guess worries. my question around just tax lodging in general is there anything different for single parents um compared to when normal parents, normal parents uh, is not the right word, compared to when um, partnered parents lodge, um, what do single parents need to consider? Well, look, um, I think the main thing is in the first year. So if you've separated from your partner during the last financial year, then you need to include that on your tax return. And it's also really important that you tell Services Australia about that as well if you haven't already because 
of course, that can affect uh, how much your benefits are in those types of things. So mm. um, there's nothing sort of extra or different for single parents to tackle in their tax return. But if it's your first year doing that, then you will need to note that in your tax return. Yes. And we always let people know. Um, I think even today we had a question on our forum. I've just separated how on earth does child support and um, Centrelink work? <laughs> and, um, you know, our, our first piece of advice is the first thing you need to do is get in there, go online. I always recommend the app because I find that easiest and update your circumstances. That's a very first thing mm. that you need to do. So hopefully, absolutely, yeah, because then it all sort of falls into place for you, doesn't it, when you've notified them, but you can't expect things to happen until you've let them know what's, what's going on in your world. Um, so hopefully those single mums who are lodging um, will have already um, notified everyone about what's going on, uh, meaning that it's a lot easier at, at tax time. Um, okay, mm. that's perfect. I mean, I think we've covered everything that I wanted to. You, you really simplified it for us, Karen. Thank you. Um, because <laughs> it, it certainly takes away the, oh my God, how do I do it? It can be a little bit overwhelming, uh, especially because we know we've got to think about JobKeeper, you know, JobSeeker, coronavirus su supplements and all these different mm. things that we don't usually have to worry about. <laughs> Um, yeah, things are so different this year. Maybe I'll just leave your listeners with a, a sort of where to start. Um, so if they're not sure about all these different things this year, we've got a special page, which is just ato.gov.au forward slash tax essentials. And that'll give you a step-by-step -step guide to what you need to do. That is fantastic. Thank you. So that, that's a really good starting point with a step-by-step -step guide. And even it goes right back to the very basics of if you don't know whether you need to do a tax return, just go in and hit on that question on there. And then you, you even find out that and then you can go down the right path. Everything's there on the website. If you feel it's going to be slightly more complicated or you feel overwhelmed, get some support from somebody for your tax this year, um, I think is a message we're getting mm -hmm. across as well. And, and <laughs> there's no shame in that. I, I can't do mine. Um, and so um, if, if, if it's going to ease some stress and pressure, um, then get some, some help. But also there's plenty on the website um, as well so look perfect mm -hmm. I'm feeling I'm feeling great I'm feeling as though I've performed at least one good deed for the day <laughs> as I know this information <laughs> is going to help lots of single moms with their tax returns so I'm kind of thinking same time next year Karen and let's hope it's a bit more straightforward fantastic <laughs> yes it would be nice if that let's hope the coronavirus is behind us when we can exactly. speak next time. Yeah, all of a sudden um tax return will seem really easy because we haven't got all this complication <laughs> um but goodness knows where we'll be by then but hopefully we'll, we'll be in a better space um look thank you so much for taking the time out from what must be such a busy schedule at this time of year to provide us with invaluable support with our tax returns not at all. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Lucy. Thank you. Look, and to all the single mums listening, I really hope we've answered all your tax questions. And um, I'm sure we will have simplified what can be a tricky process. So
So no more procrastinating ladies. While the information is still fresh in your mind, get on and get your tax done and dusted. Um, and remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts like this, we've actually got one from Services Australia on, the, on there at the moment to, again, help with this time of year. Um, but there's also heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. Um, and you can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or on the single mum vine Facebook group. And they are also reached through the website. And one very quick final point before we leave you is this, if this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews we can get, the easier the podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye.